Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Okay, because I'm having static. It's like chaos city. We're in an Aquarius stellium, and I must be a battery because it's like landing right here. You probably saw a lot of antics, and hey, that's Aquarius, isn't it? Okay, tonight is the Moonbeam team, and it is January 23, 2021. And we, uh, let's see. The team advises the current transits for our events and how we're going to shift that luminary energy, transforming our weaknesses to potential strengths and how to release emotional blocks for creativity. Hey, the full moon is in Leo or what opportunities that individual may contribute for the betterment of a community. It's a new moon in Aquarius. So we complete a year as, and somebody's making a little noise there. Maybe they can kind of tone that down. Thanks. Um, completes a year. And the, and we are now on YouTube, which some of you are watching. And others, if you're listening on the podcast, which we are still always available in all the archives since we began in 2018. And if you are watching the YouTube channel on Top Cosmos, because 1150 KKNW has one also, we're doing a daily chat. It's a short little thing, maybe about 10 minutes. And the Moonbeam team individually will be presenting a little excerpt from their viewpoint for the full moon this coming week and then ahead of the noon moon. So when are those? They are. January 28th in just five days. And I'm still hearing a little bit of paper material. Maybe somebody there. I don't know. I can't see you. Thanks. Um, is on the 28th. And then the Aquarius one, it will be on February 11th. Okay. And now it's time for the Moonbeam team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. I'm Catherine Metcalf, 
professional astrologer, intuitive, and tarot card reader. I am very blessed to live my passion by offering individual consultations and teaching classes at a local college and online. I love to talk and write about the planetary dances and how we fit into it. I have been lucky enough to be featured on NBC, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and Huffington Post. My goal is to educate, enlighten, and empower you. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Well, there we are, and we have a new member. This is exciting. We have four in a panel, one, two, three, four, the foundation. Now, we begin this with each of us presenting some kind of a statement that we think incorporates the energy. And this isn't just to advise that it's the whole energy. No, it's just something. It's like, hey, I like that. That, that decoration in the corner, or gee, you know, you can move that out of the way, it's kind of blocking the scene, something like that. Mine is going to be that this energy is leading, and if I may say, I don't think it's us, but somebody's doing a lot of sound background, I don't know where it's coming from, but just as an FYI, I feel like I'm in the river, thank you. So yes, we're leading rebirth, and it's communicating transformation. All right, so Sarah, what would be your quick take? Well, I think it's just a time to really help integrate being in our bodies. There's just a lot of excitement and change and speed with everything. It's just a whirlwind. So I think um, there's things that we may revisit and things we need to move towards, but we just need to um, stay focused on how we can come together <laughs> and okay. make this make this work better. <laughs> All right. And Catherine, Catherine Metcalf, what would you say that's your feedback? So well, I think the full moon in um, Leo is an invitation to step back from our ego a little bit and see how we can incorporate uh, uh, other energies, right? And uh, with Aquarius, with the new moon, we've got six planets in Aquarius on February 11th. So I think that's a huge uh, invitation to transform, to be progressive, to think outside the box. Great. I agree. And Liz, how would you like to add to this uh, pot? Well, with looking at the full moon chart, it has a T-square and a grand cross. So to me, that's always making adjustments and there, there's challenges but my advice is breathe and go with the flow <laughs> well i think i'll have to start adhering immediately that's yes indeed it is mm -hmm. so this leo full moon that is at nine degrees and six minutes on the 28th of january in a few minutes and it has, let's see, I'm going to pull up my chart because we're not going to show it here for everybody. I'm going to 
you know, everybody can focus on their timing, but I think the one that we're reading from is based in New York. So, yeah. It, it, um, how are we going to change that block to any creativity? That moon is in Leo. And it is opposing not only the sun, but Jupiter exactly. Maybe it's just the awareness of our philosophy. And then with Saturn as that all in Aquarius, so it has that the trio of it, it sitting between the grand conjunction, really, of, of um, inspiration. Yeah. This lunatation, I mean, there, there's... Uh, Saturn is the, this moon is opposite the uh, rule maker of Saturn, Jupiter, the rule bender. Um, let's square that. And then it's also squaring the um, Mars, Uranus, which are the rule breakers. So, um, and the fact that it's conjunct the planet Hygieia and Hygieia was a very big deal in the discovery chart of when we discovered COVID, um, I think there's just, there's this gristling that's going to be happening because Leo needs that sense of fullness of self-expression and being seen and heard. And I think the the mandate and the policy change of being for, forcefully doing mask wearing, I think can just rub people the wrong way. So there's a large chunk of our population um, that still has fallen prey to some misinformation that COVID is a conspiracy or that because they feel good and they don't see anyone sick that and there's a vaccine now that <laughs> this is just all blown out of proportion and isn't necessary. Um, so it is a little bit dangerous in, in my opinion, that perception. Well, really it is really focused on that T-square, isn't it? And, but you know, I was looking at science, and I'm thinking out of this, science, because the nodes being in North Node in Gemini, and Uranus in Taurus, but that whole uh, energy between, uh, to manifest between Earth and, and of Taurus, and Uranus, I mean, not Uranus, but Aquarius of, of Yes, of um, Aquarius, thank you, of all of that. The science is unbelievable. When you mentioned COVID, you know, they've been, it's forcing science to collaborate. And the biology, uh, the, the, you know, the, the direction is going at a, just a fantastic rate. Finding, and I could go on and on, but at the moment, I, I want a conversation here. So I'm trying to inspire. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> So lead on, folks, but because there's, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Do you care if I hold up the, the chart so people can see or we it? Can, or we can, what? can you share it online or I don't know if you can. I, no, not on this. Oh, I'm, I as I say, I had a bit of a scattered uh, okay. uh, T-square myself and go ahead. That's. Great. I just thought it'd be fun for people yeah. to see what it actually looks like, you know? Good. So this is the, um, the full moon down here. Okay. And it's opposing, well, I can't get my directions right. <laughs> it's opposing uh, Jupiter and the sun and Saturn. And then if you flip it, so this is why we call it a T-square. Boy, everything on here is backwards. Okay. <laughs> so see the T people? 
Yes. Yeah. Sure. yeah <laughs> so that's the T square to um, Mars and Uranus. So um, I actually saw it as, you know, the T square to Mars, Uranus conjunction and Black Lilith, right? Um, so, and she's rebel energy and unrest. And I thought it's, it's time to move out of our comfort zone, right? We have to face our shadow and embrace a new creative approach, right? And I, yes, here I'm jumping in. I know Liz has full of stuff, but I'm <laughs> remembering that Dr. Jill Biden on the first day of their new presidency had an education forum. I'm thinking of the innovative ways that for community and along with that T-square, the productivity of it, I'm trying to say, that's already getting ignited. And according yeah. to some of these scientific things, there's a, they're looking at giant cl clams that can synthesize algae better instead of these large farms because it has a lot to do with sunlight that is efficient process. And I didn't realize clams had algae inside of them, but the fact being that there's going to be so much attention, I think constructive work because of that T-square, you know, that Liz mentioned and that you brought up, Catherine, that with biology and science, it, it, it'll be huge. Liz, what's on your mind? <laughs> well, this um, full moon for the, chart cast in Washington, D.C., the chart ruler is the moon, and it's in the second house in Leo. So our values are probably being reevaluated and um, challenged in some way. Um, I would say just take a look at our values and see how that's going. Do we need to make an adjustment? Maybe we don't, but, you know, it's like look at our own and, you know, then we can look at others. Well, actually... Having checked some science, the news, I'm in Hawaii, we don't get the newspaper, so I'm going to have to check online. And what it was saying was about um, carbon in the land and soil. Now, I know, Catherine, you live in the Midwest, and probably mm. there's a lot of farmers there. And so whenever anyone reads about, and Sarah, I know you're so involved with health in different ways, and I'm sure, too, about the soil that it can... it. it can help mitigate this, uh, you know, the fuel that we're burning and putting into the air and in, in, include in the earth. Um, I got, okay. So I actually looked at um, the Sabian symbols, which are really kind of interesting for people that don't know what they are. Um, it was created by um, two people. So Elsie Wheeler, who was a, um, was she the psychic? And yes. then, yeah. And now I'm forgetting his name. The main guy. Uh, Ruger, isn't it? Or No, it's not Dane Ruger. Okay. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mark, Ed Mark Edmund Jones. Yes. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. I right. was having a senior moment. Sorry. <laughs> Lots of thoughts getting threaded. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but they actually sat down and, and uh, picked out. So he's an astrologer and he had picked out, he had laid out cards with 360 degrees, you know, of all the Zodiac signs. 
And then I, I think it was like Johnny Carson and um, his partner, you know, when they did Karnak the Magician. So, oh, yes. <laughs> so she's, they sat down together, Lynch. Mark Edmund Jones and Elsie Wheeler. And she just told him what she saw when he said, you know, leave her 10 or whatever. And it's astounding the stuff that comes through, you know, with that. So, um, so the Sabian symbol, you always do one degree higher. So I looked at the moon, the moon is at nine degrees Leo. So 10 degrees Leo is a Sabian symbol and it's early morning dew salutes the sunlight. And I thought, how lovely oh. is that? You know? Yeah. Actually, that has a lot to do with my clam that I was just talking about. Yes. It has to do, yes, about the sunlight coming through to through the water and it's this diffusion. Actually, there's a lot more about it, but the role they play is it goes deeper into the cell and it scatters this sunlight um, to, to form that process. Really, when you think about re, um, recycling sustainable energy, this could be such a growth you know for for times to come and this could be one of the um, beautiful starts of that um, energy the Aquarius energy of the stellium and t-square motivation because Uranus and Mars we know that they're have been conjunct they're just separating but it's still um, squaring the, the strongest feature in this chart is Jupiter conjunct the sun, both at nine degrees, opposite the moon. Of course, Saturn's involved and, you know, all these planets. But that philosophy and expansion, that's great. Mm -hmm. I can use more. So, yeah. Yeah. And at the time of this um that we're recording right now and uh, airing and we're still coming off of this giant um, Mars square Jupiter, <laughs> which was at its peak today. Um, and that's just a, a very impassioned energy that it that's ignites. And I think this moon can help release some of that passion hopefully in a creative and fun way <laughs> that's a much better expression for leo <laughs> so absolutely well and then with the mars and uranus it's like uranus is opening it up to open our minds to bring in new ideas and ways to do things so the i like courage, that courage absolutely Yes, and the cause or defense. Not so much defending, I, I trust. We've gone through quite a bit of Mars defense, but fighting for that new causes as we're all. And the do, that, that's, um, it's very powerful and hopeful, hopeful. You know, all that mm -hmm. Aquarian that is looking over has hopes. So we're clearing the way always with a full moon. It's illuminating, right? And clearing the way to, uh, to recede. We're, mm -hmm. we're in the middle of the lunar gestation cycle that began July 31st of 2019 at eight degrees Leo. And then we had the first quarter 
in April of 2020. And then now we're at the full moon phase and then we'll have the third quarter in um, October of 2021 and it'll end July 28, 2022. So we're right in that middle of that phase. So when did my my sound? I apologize. I'm a little struggling over here with some of my technology, and I, as I had said, there's a lot of Aquarius energy. But that started July 31st, the last year. You're saying 2019, because the oh, lunar gestation cycle is a three-year cycle, and then the yearly lunar cycle, the new moon was August 18th of 2020, and so of the yearly cycle we're in the middle of it now with the full moon i did pull those charts and this is a subject that we'll kind of begin to talk a little bit more about maybe whether we all are not but and i pulled it up with this particular chart as a by wheel um so it would have been august 18 2020 uh as a center and then with uh, january 28th as the outside and interestingly i saw that uh, mars which is at 10 degrees taurus is exactly conjunct uranus at that time so isn't that it, it really when we think about it innovative change that in is one way of really expressing how strong well, and for the Washington, D.C. chart, we have um, Uranus and Mars in the 11th house. So to me, it's like the people, the light bulb moment of turning on of like, oh, I didn't realize X, whatever X could be. It's like, oh, that's what it is. Oh, OK. Now becoming an awareness. Well, in also it would be the moon would be this moon for this full moon on the 28th in the by will from last year just to see where we are at the half point and i'm translating that so that i can understand and my audience can understand and the other panelists the moon is in the sixth house um at nine degrees with 14 degrees at the descendant meaning it's in the sixth house and i kept wondering with covid and that's the public the moon could be the public and we are all experiencing so strongly not only covid but these the everything associated with it uh, you know the tests and you know and interestingly with uh the north node in gemini i know that the new administration is really seeking to get the vaccine out but it's really a matter i think of showing how with gemini they're needing to build new uh, communication sources because they're not getting the information back from the states so I think all of us are really going through this process. Would you say, both of, all of you, about developing deep senses of connecting, communicating? Absolutely. Yes, um, yes. Leo can be one of its strengths is really good at organizing. So maybe this lunatation will really help shine some emphasis on that. Yeah. Well, I think of them as delegating. You know, they're the they are the center stage, and so they delegate out. So I suppose that's part of it too. Yeah, I know. In the Sabian symbol book that I was looking at, they describe um, that ten degrees Leo. You know, as the early morning dew saluting the sunlight. But they also said 
the space between the dark night of the soul and the sunrise. And when I read that, I was like, oh, that is so true of where we're at right now. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Very. Yeah. Is. Not all Sabians are so illustrative. It's in that twilight of luminal time. In fact, I listened to Thomas More. He was on East West mm. Books last night and he wrote the um, Care of the Soul among maybe 30 other books. I was so amazed. And he was saying that we are in this transitional luminal time, liminal, not luminal, liminal time. He was saying that friendship was one of the best things we could do to care for our soul, that it gives us love and that the soul wants home and wants love. It wants these natural things. It's not really caring in his expression whether we spiraled up towards the, the larger. It really liked being on the ground and looking at the past for history, which... That's so cool. And Aquarius, you know, is, is all about friendships, right? So, yeah, I love that. Well, and with that grand square with the, the nodes of the moon, and then Vesta and um, Neptune, you know, that's kind of like, how can, you know, we can look at what the past has been and it's like, how can we change and make, go move forward to the future? Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, might not be hearth. the first. Like what is our hearth? Mm -hmm. And the oneness, the oneness hearth, you know, thinking of Vesta as the asteroid, the goddess of, of the hearth. It's H E R T H, you know, <laughs> H with a heart. Yeah. It's the most amazing English word. Well, and a lot of people are changing, you know, what was they needed in a home a year ago is very different than what they need in a home today. So lots of people are moving. And that's just one example. Yeah, that's very true. People are having to do work out of their, you know, offices. I mean, for those of us that have been self-employed for a while, that's not a big deal. But I think for people that are used to being out, it was a huge shift for them to come home. Yeah. yeah it will be likely the trend of the time. Well, this is January 23 with the Moon Theme team. And we will be back in a moment after this little announcement. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom. Just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards, as a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. This is Dawn Glinsky from Six O'Clock Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk, 1150. 
Well, that sure brings us back. And I wanted to say that Talk Cosmos, the leading edge astrology conversations, as heard here on 1150 KKNW, is changing from Saturdays to Sunday at 1 p.m. And that'll begin on March 7th. And the entire podcast collection since 2018, when we began, is always available to hear on most podcast cause carriers. But now watch weekly shows on Top Cosmos YouTube channel. And in fact, you can connect by doing that to the new daily short chat edition that we're having. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up was that next week... On the 30th will be the East-West Astrologers panel, and they're having a follow-up with their Astrology Outlook for 2021. And there are five possible astrologers that will be on this panel. Ray Couture, Karen Wenderlin, Rafael Finch, Denny Luna, and Justin Elsie. So that will be quite exciting. And you can, I don't know if people will be calling in or not, but this is in conjunction with East West Books Shop that is in the Seattle area, where, of course, 1150 KKNW is also broadcast from. But tonight is the Moonbeam team, the Aquarius Moonbeam team on January 23rd. And we have Liz Machette, Catherine Metcalf, and Sarah Stromling, Stromling with myself. And we've been talking about that full moon on the 28th of January. How to remove those emotional blocks for creativity is one way to look at it. And actually just by doing so with all that T-square energy and that we were noticing as the moon was staring across at our philosophy and limitations and how to activate and break the rules as we made the rules. A lot happening there. And so we dice dissect it to some degree so we're going to go into february 11th that's in a few weeks and that also begins the chinese new year which we will talk about in other other sessions but that happens to be at 23 degrees aquarius and we're still using the um East Coast timing for that, so it, it happens to be 2.06 p.m. And, you know, this one really is, I think, an exciting chart when we bring it in with the USA chart. But we could talk just about the chart itself because one of the big features, well, there's how many features can we pull? And it's really, <laughs> right. But, you know, um, Mercury at 18 degrees Taurus is exactly square. Uh, That's Mars. Oh, it was Mars. Thank you. I was looking at my glyph. Thank you, Liz. Boy, that's teamwork. See, teamwork. <laughs> Where did we get it up? Mars, our action planet, rooted to the Earth and our oh, our sense of survival, but also uh, our values, as we've been bringing up very strongly, and our finances. So many elements, how that manifests, is really wanting to look at. Um, I'm sorry, someone's making a lot of shuffling noise. Can yeah, Dave? Dave, is that on the studio side? I'm not sure. I don't see yeah, anybody I'm moving on to our that side. too. I don't know if he can mute. 
Yeah, there is something. Okay. Thank you. I've been noticing that because I don't think it's us. I mean, if we're moving papers and books, it can because it, it, it's it is distracting. I know it's all that static coming from the energies. Okay. Um, anyway, there's a big square there as it is squaring Mercury. So it's Mars and Mercury. The thinking. So we're thinking and acting right now, but it's it's tied into this just really so strongly do people have some thoughts on this or do we want to go to the u.s chart with it yeah it's it's just a really exciting nerve-wracking agitating time i mean it's just it's so packed i mean it's actually i mean it's six or seven if you consider Pallas Athena in there, which is luckily mm. the goddess of wisdom and diplomacy. <laughs> um, Thank God she's there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like, like Sue said, it's also year of the, it's the Asian New Year, which is for half the globe. And it's year of the ox, which is also ties into this Aquarian, or I mean, Uranus in Taurus theme. Mm -hmm. So it's, you can just really sense a big, global paradigm shift of this the sacred cow or our relation with earth and air and that dynamic mm -hmm. very good and again i'll bring back that idea that science science gemini has the arts and the science aquarius is definitely science and the conjunction was in aquarius and right now we're in the months of of the stellium but the fact is, is that um, looking at um, innovation, what, what did you just say, uh, Sarah, about the particular innovation? Or was that just erupting in my brain about so well, much of the... Oh, yeah. I mean, it, um, another thing I was oh, really well, considering with this, Taurus, yeah, right. Uranus and Taurus. Biology. Yeah, Mercury is near slowing to near station at this time, which is normally lightning fast or at in Aquarius, it's just super brilliant, smart. And it comes up with all kinds of amazing things, but it's, um, but it's, it's really getting aggressively squared with Mars. That's chal challenging the changes that are coming maybe too fast for his comfort and, you know, this is a reminder to pause and reflect on what's being reflected back to us with those mm -hmm. challenges. And I really appreciate Lynn Bell's talk that I listened to recently on how strong these themes of duality are playing out with this transition. You know, we have this this shared rulership of Saturn and Uranus for Aquarius, the sign of Aquarius. And this moon, both the moon and Mercury are in that Aquarius theme. And the image of Janus, the, the two-headed god who has an older facing um, face that goes backwards and a younger facing that goes forward. And then there's also the these pairs that are interestingly with the transiting north node in Gemini, you know, the, the, I mean, there's these nodes are so highly activated between um, Vesta and the Neptune. So mm -hmm. it just shows that there's two sides to consider here. Um, 
Which is totally yeah, Gemini flipped. too. Yeah, like there's yeah. two different there's two different truths that are happening, two different realities, and this is, you know, the divide between our our country right now is maybe never more apparent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at this chart with the USA, the North Node right now at 17 degrees Gemini is exact is conjunct between our natal mars at 21 and 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 our descendants so it is really the diversity but the two realities i see that also i was thinking really it is the fact that we could all go to the same movie but we have two different stories that we come back with no mm -hmm. you know, it's just and i think that that sense that recognition will help us because it is a matter of learning how to use our words and science is helping with it too it's so so much science with the biology with Uranus and Taurus and all those things I've been trying to spit out and trying to connect and support as each of us are saying but in that language there are words like I was trying to understand like what are they saying realizing it's a whole other language and it's an important language to, for so that scientists wherever they're talking of course like medicine can um, can communicate but in doing so people are learning how to expand their consciousness from where they're at their locality to the cultural one of the other so mm -hmm. on macro and micro I would say with February with this new moon with the sun and moon and palace all together sextile and Eris and sextile and Pluto that people are coming up with some ideas and looking at the shadows and it's like they're all working together they're cooperating so I really like to see mm -hmm. that in this chart it looks great yeah can I show this chart again sure. I guess I'm a very visual person <laughs> well usually usually we do Catherine but I couldn't get my I'm on an iPad I don't have my okay my, I can't okay. share on this yeah. system. Forgive so me, ahead. since I'm glad you know I'm a virgin here. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes so, thank you. So yeah, it's just cool to see all of the, you know, the six, seven planets if you count um, Pallas Athena, you know, in the eighth house of, you know, the eighth house has always felt very intuitive to me, and so to have all this Aquarian energy there progressive Aquarian energy, I think is way cool and incorporating that, incorporating the science with the intuition. So, and coming up with something uh, unique. So, and I that, looked up, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just thinking that does support just what Liz was talking about this intuitive. Uh, yes, the Sabian. Thank yeah. You. So the Sabian symbol um, is 24 degrees Aquarius. And it says it's a man turning his back on his passions, teaches deep wisdom from his experience. So it said a shift in priorities, learning from our mistakes, being better prepared to move forward. And we can, this brings us an opportunity to be an example of how to live well. It's a new moon, right? Beautiful. beautiful yeah well, it is with all it's those planets that... with all the planets in the eighth house it's like a time to transform right <laughs> yeah i was thinking that code word transformation <laughs> that we brought up in the beginning absolutely yeah 
Yeah, and instead of focusing on this polarity, because I mean the, the thrumming declaration of Aquarius is, I know, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it creates this sense of polarity, right? I mean, there's a lot of polarity going around, but it just ratches it up. So just recognizing there's more, there's more to know. <laughs> and there is more than one truth. And, you know, if we shift our focus on, okay, how are we going to travel safely again? <laughs> Let's focus yeah. on that. You know, how are we going to uncover things about ourselves that are unique and worthy of collaborating to to make something that can be created into something truly greater and finding ways to really bring us together? You know, nice. last night, I love this, all of the energy. Listening to Thomas More, this great author and elder, and people were asking other therapists about um, helping youth. And what he came out was that reminds me of what you're saying about how to uncover ourselves, Sarah, is that he was saying, listen to stories of, of each other's. And I was thinking about listening. I was, you know, Larry King just passed, the, the great journalist on TV. And what people commented about him was listening. And I was thinking in Gemini with a conversation of talking, and I was just here settling down and able to listen more and recognizing that in Taurus, which is this between the archetype of, which we've been repeating about, the Aquarian that we're elevating with a thought process with, with this strong sensual uh, manifest, uh, physicality of Taurus, which is going to stay with us because Uranus is there for another five years. Um, the, the listening, that Venus, the ruler that, that rules both um, Taurus and Libra, that listening is so important. So taking our stories and sharing them and also listening to another, uh, I think it what he was trying to say is, Thomas More, that it validates that um, it brings heart, it brings uh, connection to other, you know, to another person's reality. And maybe we can learn how to speak and uh, people can feel like they can be empowered, that dignity. You know, I'm wrapping it all together so that people can really contribute. I, I guess. I hope that Amen, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this chart, Jupiter and Venus are conjunct. So um, that feels really good that people will come from their heart more. Yeah. So it's, it feels like this big shift. Yeah, they're well, only yes, 11 minutes off of each other. So it's really, they're cuddling, they're canoodling. Because <laughs> they, they, they super powerful. Yeah, they left from the sun at the full moon, which yet hasn't happened, of course. We're projecting here at nine degrees from that eagle sense of philosophy to the heart. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. That's very strong. Yeah, beautiful. I think poetry, like writing poetry and, you know, Uranus in Taurus, that rules the, the, the neck. So singing it, um, singing songs that inspire you that kind of 
like or just bouncing around here. like you're this is like a big antenna energy so you could be pulling in things as well but you know just it's like if there's a song that catches your ear and is bounce like it's just like bubble gum it's stuck in your head and it's just replaying 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 it, write it down like there's a message there <laughs> there's mm -hmm. something to take away um I love that in conjunction with the South Node because we are uniting, you know, integrating. And the, in Sagittarius, it wants us to express. So through a song, why not? Yeah, like sing, sing a song. Isn't that a song? <laughs> what are the songs? Yes. Yeah. One of my girlfriends and I, we were, um, we were both commiserating on a situation that was just frustrating us both to no end. And we started making up a rap song. <laughs> we were, we're just going through it. Like, I don't know. I, I've never done that before, but it was, it was really therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. I bet you felt powerful doing that. I would never repeat it. Cause you know, it was a lot of colorful <laughs> language and a lot of politics involved, but yeah, <laughs> it felt very cathartic. So that could, you know, that would be a, great new uh, online meetup for something like that because I was thinking online is definitely where society is going with all this Aquarian energy. Mm -hmm. I remember once on Laughing, you know, the old TV show, it always struck me funny that a bunch of people got in a room and the idea was that they were, it was a conductor's club. And so they put on the music and they're all there going like this, you know, conducting. So it was the same idea, trying to Manifest yeah. And you know, Western music, I often have thought was the beginning of rap. Because when you listen to Western, oh, my mama, she washed the dishes. Take the cows out of the barn. And it's really true. Our blues, you know, like, I'm so lonesome. <laughs> yeah, just a long stream of thought, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's better than some of the music that just goes on one little stanza, four words. That is a, it's like celebrate, celebrate. It's like okay, but tell me how. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music is huge. What with um, Neptune squaring the nodes, I don't think we can get enough movies, enough song, enough poetry. And that was another thing Thomas More was saying. So constructive. Well, there's a young man that was in the news today, and I, I'm not going to remember his name, but he did a rap song the day before the inauguration, and it's famous now. And then yes. Amanda Gorman, I mean, her books are bestsellers now, and look at the poetry she shared with us a few days ago. And Absolutely. She was amazing. And, you know, speaking of conducting, that's funny, because I felt like when she was talking, did you guys notice how she used her fingers? Yeah, her she hands? Was, uh, we, using like, the wavy hands. And, yeah. normally that would, you know, normally that would be considered somewhat eccentric, but it it worked. It like worked for her. She's the next yeah, Maya Angelou. Oh, she is. And, you know, interestingly, because I added, did a talk on her for my little mini chat, which each of you will be doing this week for our audience. Do check the YouTube channel, Talk Cosmos, and you'll hear Liz Bichette and Catherine Metcalf and Sarah Stromley give their little synopsis of things. But I did one on um, Amanda Gorman, and I didn't realize but that she'd had a speech problem when she was young, along with Maya Angelou 
who also did, and Dr. Jill Biden. So I thought, isn't that amazing? These really strong individuals, because right now with all this uh, Gemini North Node and then Aquarium, which is the higher octave with Uranus of Mercury, that that um, the blockages that became over overcame overcome. Mm-hmm. One thing I think is really important to point out on this chart, um, because it's just a big buildup and it's it's already there really, is that Saturn square Uranus. And you yes. covered that in your, was it called, mm-hmm. is it with Laura Tad and um, co- is that Cosmic Collaboration or which? No, that's uh, Planet Buzz. It's Planet Buzz. Buzz. You covered on Les- Planet Buzz yeah. with um, Leslie Francis and Les- all and yeah, Laura Tad. And Laura Tad, yeah. So um, that was an amazing show. I encourage everyone to go back into your archives mm. and listen to that because there is so much there <laughs> that we don't have time to go into it. So, Well, and this well, chart is also ruled by the moon, but this time the moon is in Aquarius and it's in the ninth house. So, you know, thinking maybe more globally or worldwide. That again supports this idea of the science because the science that they're collaborating and sharing data was just amazing. That really is a no-brainer, you think, but the need because of COVID, this birthing. And I think also it was the, was the idea that you're mentioning, Sarah, of the Renaissance afterwards. That, you know, this year is a particularly difficult year, perhaps, different than last year that was totally uh, blindsided us. We didn't know what we were dealing with. Now it's how do we deal with it? And not only how do we deal with COVID and our everybody culturally being immigrants, everybody culturally, I think, having left some norm that they had to reestablish. But it, it's, um, it's the fact that it was the gr- grand mutation going into air from Earth. And this mm-hmm. first year, traditionally going back to history, and I know we all love history here on this panel, particularly a, a few, that it's always been very difficult. So it, there's challenges. But unite, But because of that, this Renaissance idea that I'm bringing it, science is one way of bridging and forcing us to just do what you culturally uh, connect, interconnect with people. Maybe there'll be great gifts and 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 less division right because we'll know that you know we may say tomato and tomato different but who cares <laughs> it's, it's still made sauce it still <laughs> tastes <laughs> the same yes yeah absolutely right. a little olive <laughs> yeah which is olive <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm coming back for those old cartoons. <laughs> but, Maybe we need new pictographs. Anyway, yes. But yeah, I just one other thing I want to add with just all this Aquarius energy. I I think it was like 62 when the last time we got a big hit of Aquarius like this, and mm. it was during that time. It was the big hippie era. You know, it, the Beatles invasion. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, peace, love, and rock and roll, <laughs> and, yeah. and a lot of protesting, a lot of protesting going on, um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of civil unrest, women's yeah. rights, 
movement really was quite big. Um, ecology, ecology was huge. Yeah, we're rerunning it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we there are. again. Yeah. And, you know, interestingly, in 2012 to 2015, there was a square between Saturn, no, between Uranus and Pluto that had that conjunction in 65, 66, you know, in that era that you're talking about preemptive in 66. But really, just like these vibrational continuation just really uh, keep expanding as you pick up the thread, whether it's civil justice, um, and nutrition, or whether it's peace, you know, how do we make um, the common neighborhoods of brotherhood one and for all? Boy, there's exciting challenges. There's opportunities. I guess that's really the twist, isn't it? How to see that light. Who brought up the liminal, right? We're in the liminal. And there's just there's just a lot of just broadcast messaging going on just from our brains. You know, we're picking up or pushing out a lot of intuition and um, unseen communication and collective information is, is it's just, we're getting, it's just a big download. So it's, it's important to stay in our bodies. I mean, this can have a lot of, um, yeah, just really, it can be discombobulating, but it's just important to really focus what is your broadcast message <laughs> and uh, what do you want to pull in? Like try to put a filter on it. Ooh, that really gets back to this idea of we're putting carbon in the earth and the earth loses it to the air. And it's a whole cycle it's scientific. Well, how do we want to use our land? How do we want those values? And like you're saying so many threads, like the light with the Sabian symbols or the transformation that we brought up. This is a really pretty potent full moon new moon and exciting it has that creativity yeah it has that new elevation you know next week will be uh the northwest astrologers and tonight i have the moonbeam team with sarah stromley from washington and liz mouchette from washington and Catherine metcalf from illinois and i'm here in kalua kona and when the music starts, we still have about a minute, so not to panic, folks. But we have quite a few uh, threads that we can finish. Yeah, it is priorities. I love that. With the Sabian, we're shifting those priorities. And we're downloading and breathing. Anybody want to throw on a word? Yeah. Well, Chinese New Year, it's like a new year. We can use it, too. So looks yeah. more like a new year chart to me than the new year chart did. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. Time for Thanks. new beginnings. Yeah, so folks, do uh, tune into our YouTube channel, Talk Cosmos, because this week everybody will be talking a little bit more on the chat and subscribe. And we do love you. We're so glad to have you. And thank you. So.
for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.